Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So there's a funny uh, pattern that if you really, really, really paid attention to Marco and my's work, um, that if you really looked, every other Thursday is a slightly more important work day than the other days of the week. And this is because... Um, you know, so usually Mark and I record on Wednesday and while we have, you know, we have a good discussion on the show and hopefully this is useful and helpful. Um, typically what ends up happening is we, you know, just get sort of have a conversation generally for a little while thereafter. And we often are talking about work stuff. I mean, sometimes it's personal stuff, but also just, you know, we have a nice conversation and very often I feel like that conversation leads to one of us being able to, you know, sort of make a decision about something work related to start something, to stop something. You know, it's kind of, we are, we can be a sounding board to each other. We're both in a situation where we've been doing the same kind of work for such a long time that we can you know, hopefully give each other good advice. And we had a, you know, a, a very recent and public example of this, uh, you know, at, at the Thursday after our last episode uh, went up where you made a pretty big uh, sort of announcement about Overcast. Yeah, I, uh, I posted on the, on the site and, and on Twitter that uh, I'm going to discontinue the website player or at least most of the functionality of the website player um, sometime next year. I I I came to this because, as listeners know, I have had a a heck of a year just trying to keep up with server stuff and trying to optimize it, trying to prevent scaling problems, trying to deal with the scale I already have, um, and largely getting very little uh, progress in that area. <laughs> like I I I've just been I've been underwater with server stuff and. It's really getting me down, you know, mentally and also, you know, and stress-wise. But also, it just sucks for the app because I haven't had a lot of time to focus on actual features for the app and, and improvements to actually make it better for the customers. Um, so that that's a bad place to be. And the reason why I decided I got to kill the website is because, and and by the way, I actually, I mean, news flash here, I actually might not need to do it, but. I wanted to leave the option there to do it um, sure. because if I can kill the website or at least the functionality that I cite, which is basically user data functionality. So what I intend to keep no matter what is the site for hosting share links for episodes, um, having a little web player there. Um, certainly file upload functionality will still be possible. I don't know exactly how yet, um, but that will still be possible to answer a frequently asked question. Um, but I don't want to have to have the servers and the website need to know about your user data because that way, like, you know, so basically I, I don't want this, the web player to know your list of subscriptions and your progress within each episode or whether episodes are marked deleted or played or, or new. Um, and so basically the user data part of what I store, I would love to get to a place where that is hosted on CloudKit and while there are ways for servers to interact with CloudKit data, I have used them before. They are terrible and unreliable, and I don't want to build any features that rely on that. So if I'm going to leave the door open to use CloudKit, the website player has to get has to lose all user-specific functionality and, and the ability to sync your progress and things like that. And so most of the website player's functionality 
will still function in the sense that you can still go to the website and, you know, type a podcast into a search box and find it and hit play on something. But that progress won't sync back to your account or anything, and it won't know what you're subscribed to. That's that's the thing that I'm that I'm trying to uh, leave the door open to do. Now, in the grand scheme of things, I haven't used CloudKit yet, and I have a lot of testing to do and a lot of evaluation to do, uh, and so it actually it might turn out that I don't go down that path and that I that I I do something else instead. But I wanted to leave the door open to go down that path. And I thought, you know, I, I I have analytics on how many people use the website while logged in every day. Um, so, you know, it doesn't count share link follows and stuff like that. Just people who use the website while logged in. And it's a really small percentage. It's like it's something like 0.2% of active users or it's, it's, it's very, very small. And yeah. it ends up being, you know, in absolute numbers, a good amount of people. But, you know, in relative numbers, it's really it's quite small. And so. I, I don't want my architecture decisions on the website to be bound by trying to keep this one feature alive for such a small percentage of the user base. So therefore, I decided I, I posted, I said, you know what, this I'm I'm just gonna discontinue this sometime next year. I don't know when yet. Here's why, you know, and that's and that's that. And I again I don't know if I'm actually gonna follow through with actually doing it because if I can, in the meantime, figure out server stuff in a way that is far more efficient and far less needy of my time, then maybe I could keep it. But I don't, frankly, I don't see that happening. I, I think it's more likely that I will proceed with this plan and I will move to CloudKit for user data, which will mean my servers will no longer access it. And, so, and people have also written in to say like, hey, if you don't want to make the website player, like, hey, why don't you open up an API or have, you know, hire someone else to do it? And And the issue is not maintaining the website player i mean that's that's an issue <laughs> but i yeah. my website player is terrible um and that's partly because i don't put any time into it and partly because i don't have the skills to make a good one anymore um but also because the it's not that it's not that i need the help on the web end it's that if i proceed with this plan my servers won't have user data anymore they won't they won't have access to it user data would be entirely on CloudKit, and my servers would be only doing the public side of the data. So things like feed crawling, keeping the database of feeds and episodes and doing notifications for new episodes, stuff like that. And so that's the that's the, the architecture plan I have in mind right now. So that's why the website, the that's why the user, the user specific functionality of the website um, might have to go soon. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, hey, it's like, I'm so excited. I mean, I remember we having, we having a conversation about this and I think I got very excited about you doing this because of the doors it opens up for your future and the simplifications that it creates for you as you com- continue to try and make Overcast, you know, better and more featureful or more, you know, just all of the things that make Overcast better seem to be being held back by the fact that you currently have this big, you know, it's like the amount of data that you are shuffling around and managing right now is very difficult is it's just or just even just from the the perspective of the amount of it that there is just there are so many podcasts so many users the sort of you're multiplying the number of podcasts and the number of users together to end up with like this you know terrible sort of like n squared amount of data <laughs> yep. that, 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 that you have to deal with and it's like that's terrible like like and it's and it, you can see over time how having to man, manage and maintain that just the reality is is it's it feels very much like it's not a one person 
sized job um, in so sort of in practical terms that you know and I, we can we've had many discussions I'm sure over the years about you know well it's like why are we just one person rather than like you could hire like five people and it could turn it into a whole thing and like that's t- transformatively different and isn't really I think what either of you or I would want but or be good at yeah or be good at yeah it's like I'm not I don't think I'd be a great CEO I don't think I'd be a great at see anything like I'm not a, <laughs> like I'm not really a chief it's like that that's not really who I am I'm just I guess yeah I'm just I'm just a, a lone developer and this is you're a loner dotty a rebel yeah yeah and so I think I think about what, what you're doing with overcast it's like it is such a different problem if the overcast app is essentially responsible for itself um and instead of having to try and manage this giant like you know n times n problem you end up with instead each app and each person has their own data and it's just n like it's just they have their data and the way in which you move that between devices is certainly complicated and even that like i imagine the vast majority of your users use overcast on a single device um and you know so even having something that is optimizing even more so for, for that case is, is, is a good thing. But, but yeah, it's just like when you were talking about it, it's like, yes, you need to do this. Like you need to un unconnect this, this part of what you're doing. And I think, especially when I think about how the web player, it's like, it, it carries with it. Um, it, like it's the symptom, not the, yeah, it's like, it's, it's the actual, as you're saying, it's like, it's the user data, not the, the web player necessarily, but it's like even the web player, I think about how the web player is essentially exactly the same as it was when Overcast shipped, whatever it was years ago. Like it, it is clearly not a part of the app that you have any incentive or desire to improve, make better, like have a rich experience there. And you really honestly, like there's no incentive. There's no ads on the website. There's no, um, like you can't sign up for your subscription on the website. Like there's no reason for you to make it better because it's not actually really a part of your business in that way it's like it's this sort of knock-on effect well i would i mean i would push back on that because i can say the same thing about like the watch app you know there's there's no ads or premium subscription in the watch app but you know i make it because it's an accessory to the main app and that's that's how i view the website the, the website is an accessory to the app it, it's simple as that but it's just a far worse and less popular and less used accessory than the watch app maybe yeah but, but i think that and that difference there is it's like you could imagine I could imagine more of a connection between the watch app and the main app in terms of that becoming a thing that you have incentives to maintain in a way that I don't see with the web player. But I think mostly the reality is, is I just want you to get out of the user data business um, and have that be someone else's problem, like someone else's giant database that they're managing and maintaining where, you know, there are people whose job it is to be responsible for that scale um, in a way that is, you know, isn't the kind of thing that's waking you up in the middle of the night or, you know, suddenly having some database issue and then suddenly, you know, three days of your life are ruined as a result like that that that, that is no good and that, that is definitely a business i'd love to see you get out of yeah or at least you know change <laughs> because like you know I, in this scenario i'm still running servers and i'm, I'm still yeah, yeah. crawling every podcast feed i'm still dealing with people's you know weird feed issues and stuff like that and and you know availability and queues and things like that but when my servers are hosting almost almost entirely or entirely public data then that becomes like infinitely cacheable and being able to be served through CDNs that will take a lot of the load off of me and stuff like that. And so what I've been doing over the last, you know, six months to a year or whatever is trying to move towards a hybrid model where I have user data being served by my servers and then them basically telling the app, hey, go to this 
CDN URL uh, to get the public's half of this data. So, you know, the server will tell you, here's all your progress and deleted statuses of everything. And then over there, the CDN will tell you the list of episodes and their giant HTML bodies and things like that. So that's what I've been trying to trying to move to to try to get near this this ideal um, while still having the servers hold the user data. But ultimately, that that has proven to be fairly complex and i've gone through a lot of different pieces like what storage backend what cdn what serving mechanism how do you invalidate the caches how do you make sure the cdn's up to date and a lot of that um has been has has either failed or has proven to be um unreliable or has proven to be not that much of a gain after all um and so I've actually spent the last couple of weeks doing a lot of optimization work just because like it, it frustrates me because I, I, I've worked on bigger things like Instapaper, I think had more active users than Overcast did. I think, um, I, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I think it had more, um, Tumblr, of course, obviously had way more active users. And so I, like, when I look at the number of active users Overcast has, and I look at modern server resource levels and things like that, like I know that I should be able to host this more easily than I am hosting this. It shouldn't be this big of a deal. This is not that massive of a scale that I'm operating on. It shouldn't be a huge a huge challenge to host this information. And so I've been doing you know optimization things to, uh, just to see like, you know, is there any more low-hanging fruit that I can just try to keep going on the path I've, I was already on? to try to fix it and improve it and make it more sustainable and less needy. And I have found some big gains, um, but I, I'm still not out of the woods yet. And so my my current plan is to give this a few more weeks of trying to find more gains tr- and trying to, trying to keep what I already have and stay on the path I was already on and, you know, seeing if I can do that. Um, and if, if I can, then maybe I'll change my mind and keep the website for a while um, or for indefinitely. If if it continues to go the way it has gone for the last you know, six months, um, then I'm then I'll proceed with my CloudKit plan. Um, and in the meantime, I intend to issue some Overcast updates that will start testing CloudKit out in my actual user base um, without actually you know c- kind of similar to how when Apple launched APFS. They they said afterwards that like oh they in the last couple of system updates they had actually been running tests on everyone's computers <laughs> without telling us um, so I intend to actually um, you know send out some overcast releases that have some cloud kit testing built in to to test things like you know what percentage of my user base out there is operating without being signed into an Apple ID for instance because if you if if you run your phone without an apple id as far as i know you can't use CloudKit public, uh, private data at all because it wouldn't know where to store it so yeah uh, you know so if if it turns out that's like you know five percent of the user base that's too much and then i can't use CloudKit. you know <laughs> or you know if i if i like run some CloudKit test queries in the field and report how often they fail and if they end up failing a lot or having weird throttling issues you know then again then i then i probably can't use CloudKit. um but it is it is promising in the sense that um, by I, I've talked to some people, um, especially like I, I talked to um, the developers of Net Newswire because they use CloudKit a lot. They were very helpful. Um, I talked to some other people. Talked to you. Talk, you know, talked to people who use CloudKit, and it seems like the usage model I'm looking at is probably a good fit for it. And so I think I will move to that direction. And and if I can, if I succeed in this, then that's first of all. 
unfortunately, it's going to be a lot of work to get there. And that's, again, even more time that I'm not building features for my users, which I'm, I'm painfully aware of. And that's one reason why I, I, I kind of hope I can make the current situation work for a longer time so I could maybe have, have a winter where I focus on user features. But, um, but also, if I can get to that place where user data is all on CloudKit and my servers are only doing public data, that also means I no longer have this, like, nuclear waste burden of user data that like i don't have the responsibility for things like having everyone's passwords and emails which I, i've tried to get out of over the years and i still have a bunch because people still use them um you know getting out of that business I, I think could be really interesting but it's also a little scary because that is that is destroying value you know and and while it's value i'm not currently really using or monetizing um that is value. And there are features in the app that are based on things like, you know, number of recent, you know, number of stars people have given episodes recently. Like, you know, so there's things like that that I, that I would have to reconsider or rework or find some other way to do it. So it's, it's kind of a messy proposition, but if I can do it and when I can finally do it, and those are two big <laughs> qualifiers, um, I think I would be at a point where it would be really nice. But the, those qualifiers are so big that I I might never get there. I, I think because I think it's a way. Just something to keep in mind is I think a you, you know you've you've already taken whatever hit you would have taken by saying you're going to do it. Uh, and as far as I can tell, it didn't seem like it was this catastrophic, um, like bad PR situation. And it's like it's one less thing for you to maintain. It's one less thing that you have to manage and think about. And it's it reminds me so much of so many of my apps where. I, it's like, it doesn't hurt anything for me to just leave this app, this old app that I don't really maintain anymore in the app store. Like, it's not really a problem, but it, it's, it's some problem and it has some issues and causes some issues and some load and some anything. And there is something really nice about having that be a nothing rather than it being a something. So just, mm. you know, <laughs> it's so, so some experience I've had that uh, is relevant. You make a good point as usual. We are brought to you this episode by Indeed. Hiring well means getting past preconceived ideas and recognizing top talent. How do you do it? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with just the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. And screenings and assessments really are great. So you can do things like select for the skills that matter. With Indeed assessments, you can pick from over 100 skills tests, add them to your job post. That way you can find candidates with the right skills fast. And these assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Candidates get to show their skills before the interview, so you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash under the radar to start hiring now. That's I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash under the radar. Indeed.com dot com slash under the radar terms and conditions apply our thanks to indeed for the support of this show and all of relay fm
So something that I feel like I always try and do in the show, maybe just in general, is to try and find like the broad, the, like the broad lesson that applies from a specific situation and try and make that kind of something that's useful generally, not just specifically. You know, if you happen to have a podcast, an iOS podcast client that has a server component written in PHP that was written several years ago that has a website component that you want to try and get out of and move to CloudKit, like very specific, probably not as useful. But I think there is something in, in this sort of discussion that it's just been rattling around in my head that I think is useful to talk about. And I think it relates to what I was just saying, where in my mind, I've been talking, thinking of it as almost like the principle of discontinuity, where so often in life and in business and technology, there is these situations where there is this sort of discontinuous, this discontinuous change in effort, outcome, result, whatever it is between two things that ostensibly are relatively close to each other. Um, and it's like the easiest and probably the best place to explain this concept with is the difference between something being free and something having any price at all. And it's one of those just most you know, incredibly remarkable things in development where, you know, you, wh- whatever price it is, if an, even, even if we could, if we could, you know, price our apps at a penny per, per download, it would still be dramatically more, you get like 10 times the downloads if you make it free than if you made it a penny, than if you make it 99 cents. Mm. And, that's just one of those things that I think is absolutely true. I just think it's been proven time and time again that there is this discontinuity there. That if you imagined like the the demand curve for your app, you know, the amount of downloads you get at every at every price, you know, if you charge if if you charged a thousand dollars per download of Overcast, you get pretty few downloads probably. You know, if you charge ten dollars, if you charge one dollar, but if you make it free, suddenly it jumps up. And there's this discontinuity. And I feel like that behavior, that it sort of that that effect happens in so many different things and makes me think about, for example, like, do you support multiple platforms? Well, if you do, suddenly your life just got sort of massively more complicated than if you didn't, you know, if you like, you know, uh, as soon as, as soon as you support the iPhone and the Apple watch or the iPhone and the iPad or the iPhone and the iPad and the Apple watch and the Mac, like your life doesn't just get slightly more complicated. It's not like, Oh, you know, it, it goes from one to two to three to four. No, it goes from like one to seven to forty six to seven hundred and two you know, thousand. <laughs> like that's the, the, the what's what's happening as you add anything, and that discontinuity in this case is one of these things where I was saying it's like there is something so transformative that I've seen time and time again that doing any of something is so different than doing nothing of something that. In this case, discontinuing the website player is actually dramatically different than just leaving it there and having any amount of your attention, any amount of your responsibility, any amount of something. And those differences can add up. Like, fair enough, maybe the website player isn't, you know, the difference between, it's a difference, it's like, you know, zero and 5% effect. And 5% of your attention isn't huge necessarily, but it's still something. But, it's something that I've seen over and over again. That's like, it makes me very circumspect now about if I take on anything, if I want to start any, you know, sort of 
any of these things where it adds this new aspect, this new dimension, because so much of our you know, sort of work is this, it's almost like I imagine it as you have this string of this whole collection of like rubber bands that are just pulling us in different directions. And like the number of rubber bands you have pulling on you is like the amount of tension that you you're, you feel in your under. And if you, anytime you add a rubber band, it's like, it just pulls you in that slightly more direction, becomes that much more uncomfortable, makes that much harder for you to, if you want to turn away from that and focus on something else, even if you're not working on it, it's still in the back of your mind, just sort of pulling on you. Or it's like, it makes me think of how it's becomes really difficult to make choices down in the future. I mean, in some ways it makes it in this case, it's like, it makes it harder for you now that you made this choice years ago to have a website player, which you, whereas if you hadn't had a website player in the first place, you just wouldn't be in this situation and it wouldn't exist. Or, you know, I think about how in sort of more recent news where one of the challenges I think, you know, Apple is facing if the way that they do ads in the app store is because they started having any ads. And as soon as you have any ads, it's really easy to have more ads. Yep. That in, it's like having one ad is so different than having zero. And like the amount of uh, sort of the decisions that are just made for you by saying, we don't do that. Like that is not something we do is very, very different than trying to decide like what degree of this thing do we do? How far do we go down this road? What, you know, like what, you know, that those kind of subtle distinctions take a lot of energy and effort and, and thought in a way that is so much simpler than saying, it's like, we just don't do that. I don't collect any data or I don't do that particular thing or we don't do that. It's like, and then it goes to zero and it's just kind of magic. So it was a general principle like that I've just seen time and time again that it makes me think of in this situation. And it's like, it's the general lesson of be really careful what you start because starting anything can be, you know, it is very different than not starting anything, I guess. Wow, that's that's profound. <laughs> sure, maybe. Yeah, I I think you know I I've always had trouble dealing with the feedback from feature removals, but I've always been happier after I did them. Yes, and there are very few feature removals or you know changes that I've made that I really regretted. You know, afterwards in in the grand scheme of things, and and this can apply you know even to things like. You know, like when I redesigned a lot of my 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 player home screen um, in Overcast, like the the list of podcasts. Like when I redesigned that screen last year, um, there I still get feedback from people today who are saying, "I wish you would change it back," but it's you know it's pretty small <laughs> relative to the user base, and I'm very confident in you know certain changes. Honestly, I don't think I'm done yet. I, I would love to revisit some of those decisions, but um, overall. Like I'm, I'm happy I made those changes, even though it it upsets some people. And I think you know the web player is similar. It's like if I if I didn't have it today, you know, it's a lot of this kind of like sunk cost fallacy. It's like I would never build this today from scratch if it didn't already exist. I would never, yeah. I would never do this. Um, and so I have to decide. Well, okay, well I did it and I have it. Do I keep it or do I get rid of it? And there actually is a lot of value to having it to a small number of people. And, and and I'm one of those people because one of the things the website player does is help me debug problems because I can quickly look up podcasts and you know see what's in my database for them and everything. And all of that could remain like because none of that depends on user data. None of that depends on me knowing I am subscribed to podcast X, Y, Z, you know, so I, I could maintain much of that value to me. But at the same time, I, I think like, you know, despite everything you just said, if it's not that much effort to maintain the player for everyone else, I should probably still maintain it. So if I don't move user data to CloudKit, 
I probably should still maintain the player in some form. Now, that could be limited because, like, you know, already it doesn't support playlists. And the only, the only reason the web player has never shown playlists is because the logic to decide what is in a playlist is very complex. And I already coded that in Objective-C, and I didn't want to also code the exact same logic in PHP and try to keep them in sync forever because that, that's quite a quite a thing. And so I decided, all right, that's going to be a client-side only feature, and the web will only show things that the web can easily show, you know. But if if keeping the web player long-term is not difficult, I think I'll still do it because of the utility it does provide. You know, it, it's kind of like, you know, the, the Mac Pro in my lineup. It's like not a lot of people use it, but for the people who need certain functions, it's kind of the only option, you know. And, and so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still torn. I'm, I'm probably going to waffle on this for months. Sure. And, and I think that's fair to, to, to for it to be different. And I think it's it's a reality of just, yeah, that t- t- taking things away or turning things off or feeling like you're throwing away work you've done is really difficult. And I, I say that from someone who has had the, the, the challenge of being the person who's launched like 60 apps is that I've had to discontinue like 57 of them. <laughs> uh, like it, it is very difficult to do. And it's like, there is something that's so hard to, but at the same time, I also want to keep in the back of my mind that being creative and starting new things, it's like, in some ways I need to make sure, I think it's important to be com- feel comfortable with ending things because if you're not comfortable with ending things, it's going to be very, com- it's going to be very uncomfortable to start things. And it's like that tension is something that we just have to like wrestle with and feel comfortable with that. It's like I, in this case, it's like, I want you to feel comfortable with discontinuing the web player because I want you to feel more comfortable with starting a new feature, starting something that is more, you know, actually going to move your app better and your product better and your, you know, mental health and all those things potentially for forward. And if that comes at the cost of d- discontinuing other features, like saying no to that, it's like saying no to something is the same as saying yes to something else. And it's like saying yes to something is saying no to something else. I mean, which, which way you want to look at it. And it's like being comfortable with that tension that you eventually, you know, you have to, you, you can't have it both ways is just like one of the f- fundamental realities of life that is super frustrating, but nevertheless, very true. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.